Once again, hello and welcome to Because I Said So, the only podcast on the entire World Wide Web, where you, the listener, are going to hear the truth about psychology and the mental health professions in general, as well as the truth about children and child rearing, or what is now called parenting. I'm your host. John Rosemond, heretic psychologist and best-selling author of numerous books on children and child-rearing. I'm also the self-proclaimed thorn in the side of America's mental health professions, which, if you don't already know, you will soon find out. The motto for this podcast, I should tell you the motto, and all of my podcasts, in fact, is a quote, from the infamous Hedley Lamar. The quote goes as follows, My mind is a raging torrent, flooded with rivulets of thought, cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. Yes, Hedley Lamar. This episode of Because I Said So will be yet another example of the raging torrent that is my mind. I'm glad you've joined us. Clinical psychology. I am a clinical psychologist by training and license. Is the most atheist and leftist profession in the U.S. of A. Assessment that might, in fact, apply to the entire world. Since becoming licensed in 1978, I can count on one hand, with less than five fingers, the number of fellow clinical psychologists I've met who are either unabashedly conservative or admit to believing that Christ Jesus was what he claimed to be. God incarnate. My poll is informal and unscientific, of course. Nonetheless, a conclusion drawn from more than 45 years of experience is difficult to dismiss. Now, however, the actual numbers are in, and the numbers confirm my 45-year-long experience Writing for the Wall Street Journal, an article titled, The Doctor Won't See You Now, posted on July the 16th, 2023, New York City clinical psychologist and founder of the Open Therapy Institute, Andrew Hartz, warns that, quote, the same ideologies by which he means woke, leftist, neoliberal, socialist ideologies that have infiltrated education, medicine, and the legal profession have also invaded 
mental health care. Arts points out, for example, that the American Psychological Association, of which I am not, nor ever have been, nor ever intend to be a member, has said basically that traditional masculinity is a psychological disorder. Either the American Psychological Association is populated by a bunch of bigots, or they don't have a clue when it comes to traditional masculinity, or both. Personally, I vote for both. Before I go any further, though, let me be clear. Contrary to popular opinion and the disguise psychologists want to maintain, as I say what I'm about to say, keep in mind that I am a psychologist. My colleagues are not, generally speaking, the sharpest knives in the drawer. Ah, uh, they believe themselves to be members of an intellectual elite. That's true. But in most cases, that's simply a pose. Most psychologists, remember, are raging liberals. And if you pay close attention, liberals do not construct good arguments when it comes to defending their belief systems. Instead, they engage in name-calling. That's the way liberals, quote, win, end quote, arguments. If you disagree with a liberal or try to point out the fallacy in his or her position, they shout names at you. You're a racist or a phobe of some variety, you know, a homophobe or a transphobe or an Islamophobe. That form of argument, it's called ad hominem, meaning when you disagree with their position on something, instead of putting up a rational defense, they try to create the impression that your disagreement means you are morally defective. The ad hominem argument is without exception. The mark of a person who ain't so smart. So with that in mind, if any wokey psychologists are listening, and I certainly hope they are, let me help them out with a definition of traditional male. First, the traditional male is a fellow who is not confused when it comes to his gender. From the American Psychological Association's, Association's point of view, that alone qualifies him as a narrow-minded member of the woman-hating patriarchy. Second, the traditional male is a stand-up guy who believes in traditional marriage the traditional family, believes that when push comes to shove, it is his responsibility to provide for and protect his wife and children. The proverbial buck stops with him. Third, the traditional male is a fellow who believes in personal responsibility. He does not believe it's your responsibility to provide him or the members of his family with a decent standard of living. Fourth, the traditional male believes that work, steady job, provides not only a standard of living, but also provides dignity. 
And the traditional male is a guy who believes in and possesses authentic dignity. Fifth, the traditional male, the American traditional male, that is, is a patriot who believes the United States of America is the greatest country in all of history. He believes that the Constitution is comprised of the greatest set of governing principles mankind has ever known, and that this country is worth defending. In short, America needs traditional males and lots of them. We sure as heck aren't going to last long in a dog-eat-dog world without them. So here we have the American Psychological Association ragging on traditional males. What does that tell you? It should tell you that the American Psychological Association is a bunch of know-nothings who would sell this country down the river in a heartbeat. Members of the American Psychological Association are what Lenin and the Bolsheviks called useful idiots. But let's move on. The American Psychoanalytic Association, in its journal, has published a paper calling, quote, whiteness, end quote, a, quote, malignant, parasitic-like condition, end quote. Okay, so the American Psychoanalytic Association has published a paper in its journal calling whiteness a malignant, parasitic-like condition. Okay, allow me to translate that for you. It's really deep, folks. It's really deep. The American Psychoanalytic Association believes that white people are comparable to leeches and other blood-sucking organisms. If you're white and you're listening and you find that offensive, don't. Don't find it offensive. Because that comparison doesn't mean anything about you. It does, however, mean something about the profession of psychology. It means that psychologists and mental health professionals in general are not to be trusted by people of any skin tone. I mean, if you met someone and discovered that the person in question thought white folks were societal leeches... I mean, it doesn't matter what color you are. If you met someone and you discovered that the person in question thought people with white skin were, by virtue of their white skin, which they didn't choose to have, the people with white skin were societal leeches would you trust that individual to give you sound advice when it came to helping you think rationally about certain problems and issues in your life? Whether you were white, black, brown, green, blue, or pink, I'm a light shade of pink, by the way, full disclosure there, would you seek advice from a person who believed something that vile and stupid based on the color of a person's skin? If you're reasonably intelligent, your answer to that question is, 
Hell no. Not just no, but hell no. By the way, hell is a biblical word. It's found throughout the Bible. Hell no. You wouldn't want that person as a neighbor. And if he was, you'd stay the hell away from him. Okay, so we're on a roll here. Let's roll some more. At a recent speech she gave at Yale University, one of the most distinguished universities in the world, a prominent psychiatrist, we won't say her name, a prominent psychiatrist speaking at Yale University shared with her audience her fantasies of killing white people. Huh? Uh, Let me ask any people of color in my audience, if you were going to that person for help with emotional, mental problems, whatever, and you found out that she has shared publicly her fantasies of killing white people, would you continue going to her for treatment? I hope your answer is hell no. Because it's one thing to have fantasies of killing people, but to share them, and proudly so, before an audience at Yale University, means the person in question is probably crazy. Like, wacko crazy. But we're not done. At a recent professional conference sponsored by the American Psychological Association, One of the presentations was titled, The White Supremacist Within. The presenter meant, by the way, that all white persons carry a narrow-minded, racist, white supremacist bigot around inside of themselves and are often, if not generally, ruled by it. I, being white, although I am actually, remember, a pale shade of pink, have an inner white supremacist waiting for the right moment to burst out like the alien and start, what? 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 Killing people who are not white? I mean, that is just plain, not so wacko, crazy. And on and on it goes. These examples speak to the nature of America's mental health professions. Professions that, like journalism, were, beginning in the late 1960s, infiltrated and eventually co-opted by people who were on the crazy spectrum. People whose thought processes are driven predominantly by emotion, in other words. I I, I saw it coming in the early to mid-1970s, but at the time... I did not realize that what I was seeing was the slow but sure replacement of any semblance of science with woke ideology. Today, the mental health professions champion homosexuality, transgenderism, and will, in the near future, mark my words, champion pedophilia. Consider that many mental health professionals are already calling pedophiles, quote, minor attracted persons, end quote. That's right. 
Many mental health professionals are already calling pedophiles minor attracted persons, as if being a child-oriented sexual pervert is no different, really, than being attracted to tall blondes. According to these same mental health idiots, the term pedophile is stigmatizing. Ooh, how sad. My go-to dictionary defines stigmatize as, quote, to describe or regard something, such as a characteristic or group of people, in a way that shows strong disapproval, end quote. Right. Pedophiles should be strongly disapproved of and even imprisoned for life if they can't control their perverted impulses. Here's an example of what I'm talking about concerning just, just the invasion of wokeism into previously respectable professions. In this case, the profession I'm going to be talking about is journalism, which was my daughter, Amy's minor at the University of North Carolina, on the campus located in the People's Republic of Chapel Hill. When Amy graduated from UNC, People's Republic of Chapel Hill, she told me that to get an A in a journalism class, and this was like 30 years ago, to get an A in a journalism class, all she had to do was A, show up for class, and B, participate in class discussions that consisted almost exclusively of bashing straight white Republican males. So don't think for a minute that today's liberal news outlets, you know, the Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, and so on, are providing news. They are propaganda machines. Nothing less, nothing more. But back to my profession, psychology, and the mental health professions in general. We're talking about people who will jump on any politically correct bandwagon that rolls through this country. When I was in graduate school, late 60s, early 70s, my professors taught me that a proper therapist was a person who could bring objectivity to another person's mental and emotional difficulties. A person couldn't be objective, I was taught. The person shouldn't be a therapist. If that standard was actually applied, today we'd be left with maybe 10 therapists in the entire United States of America. So, I think I've pretty well proven, with the help of clinical psychologist Andrew Hartz, founder of the Open Therapy Institute, that people in the mental health professions, by and large, and I'm absolutely certain there are exceptions, nonetheless, by and large, people in the mental health professions are on the wacko spectrum. They shouldn't be trusted with anything more dangerous than a broom. Again, I'm glad you joined me for this, yet another torrent of political incorrectness. Please check out my Substack at substack.com. If you feel inspired to support my mission to preserve and promote truth and rational thinking, 
please subscribe, in which case I'd be most grateful. By all means, folks, keep on rocking in the free world. Rock and roll is good for soul. Thank you.